Friends, claim this good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Glory to God. Our first scripture reading comes from Exodus 16, verses 19 through 31. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, as much as each needed. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day they gathered twice as much food, two omers apiece. When all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake, and boil what you want to boil, and all that is left over put aside to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until morning, as Moses commanded them, and it did not become foul, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, there will be none. On the seventh day some of the people went out to gather, and they found none. The Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and instructions? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath, therefore on the sixth day he gives you food for two days. Each of you stay where you are. Do not leave your place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called it manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 16, the laborers in the vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. And when he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around and he said to them, why are you standing here idle this day? And they said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, these last worked only one hour 
and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual day wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There is a lot of grumbling and complaining going on in the wilderness and in the vineyard this morning. And there are many good reasons for the grumbling and complaining that is going on. Maybe you haven't heard, but apparently the landowner paid the workers that came at the very last hour and probably only worked for about an hour, the same amount of money that he paid to those who had already put in an eight, a nine, or a 10 hour day. Now don't tell me that we wouldn't be whining and complaining if that same thing happened to us. Some folks would run straight to their union representatives to tell them how unfair the labor practices were in their place of work. Others of us would look up in our personnel manual how to file an employee grievance. And others might go to the human resource director. No matter what rational explanation would be offered, we wouldn't be satisfied. Any fool can tell that it's not fair to pay the worker who only worked one hour the same as the worker who worked for eight. As for the folks in the wilderness, well, they have been traveling for a while now, and there is no sign of any real provisions for their journey. There is no system of stopping for rest. There is no map telling them how much longer they're going to have to walk until they get to this so-called promised land. Nobody knows how long it's going to take. And so it's no wonder they're getting a little antsy. I don't know about your family, but even as adults, when we put everybody in the car together, nobody is ready for the trip to begin until we make that first stop at a gas station where we pick up plenty of snacks and drinks. My children, even as adults, know that their dad can't travel more than two hours without a couple of snacks. And so they are well assured that they will be fed on whatever journey we are taking. Neither Ken nor the children would do very well traveling with Moses. He's had them walking for days, and they are beginning to think that he has brought them out of the wilderness just so he could starve them to death. The grumblers in the vineyard, well, it's pretty obvious what they are grumbling about. After all, those folks worked all day long. And yes, when they were hired from the marketplace, they agreed to a day's wages. 
But then they saw these other people being added in late in the day, and when everybody lined up to get their pay, they saw that those that worked only an hour or two were getting a full day's wages. So those that had worked the whole day began to do some mental calculations and figure out that they were entitled to what we might call overtime pay. And so they had it in their heads that they were going to get more money than what they had agreed to. We can almost see them just rubbing their hands together, waiting for that bonus that was sure to come, hoping that it meant they wouldn't have to stand in the marketplace the next day waiting for someone to hire them. As for the folks in the wilderness, they were free. Free from Pharaoh, free from endless brick making, free from a life over which they had no control. And when Moses came along and told them that God had not forgotten them, they thought it was time for Easy Street. They were finally going to get what they deserved. They were the chosen people of God. And then when that whole thing happened with the Red Sea parting and then later swallowing up Pharaoh's army, oh, that just convinced them all the more that this was going to be an easy trip, that they were set for life now. But now, now it looked like they were going to have to go through the wilderness hungry. And nobody wants that. If they were just going to starve to death in the wilderness, well then they thought we would have been better off left with Pharaoh, where at least we got three squares a day. Human nature hasn't changed much since the beginning of time. When we listen carefully to the biblical grumblers and complainers, we can hear our own voices. We are very good at grumbling and complaining, especially these days in this time of quarantine and pandemic and isolation and mask wearing. Almost every night, I apologize to my husband for being so cranky. Everything seems harder right now. Even going to the grocery store is a production. Do I have my mask? Is it going to be crowded? I wonder how long it'll take me. I hope I don't have to stay there more than 30 minutes. I can't take my own bags, so I feel like I'm not doing anything for the environment. We even have to get our hair cut with masks on. And wedding and funeral planning, forget it. What a headache. This COVID season of our lives is making us sad, angry, bored, desperate, and very unhappy. Add to that the normal troubles of life, because after all, People still need knee replacements and hip replacements. They are still getting sick with other ailments that require them going to the hospital. Only now, they go to the hospital without anybody by their side. And then there are the police officers that still set up a speed trap and get you when you're hardly even going over the speed limit. For heaven's sakes, don't they have anything better to do? I'm a good driver. 
Are the Presbyterian women going to meet in person or on Zoom? I can't believe I haven't seen my children in five months, and who knows when I'm going to see them again. I could be dead by then. The spaghetti in the dining room at this place is just not like my own. Too many onions. Everybody's pushing up their prices and blaming it on COVID. When my retirement income is the same as it always was, how am I supposed to afford all this? What do you mean there's a $3 charge added to my haircut? Grumbling and complaining. It's practically our national pastime these days. We are so weary and worn out with this pandemic that we initially thought would be over and done with in a few weeks. I can remember saying to Ken on March 16th, oh, surely we'll be back in church by Easter. And now, your church staff is beginning to think about what we're going to do for Christmas Eve. The pastor can't come to visit or pray before surgery, can't see you in the hospital or the rehab center. Come on, what is happening? When is it going to be over? We get so caught up in our grumbling and complaining about how we've been cheated or shortchanged that we, we fail to notice all the good things that are still happening. We fail to see all that we have been given. It's true that the people who worked eight hours in the vineyard got the same pay as those who worked one hour, and on the surface, that doesn't seem fair at all. But yet, everybody did get paid, and everybody had enough money to see to their next day's needs. It was their assumptions over what was fair or not fair that caused them to be angry with the steward of the vineyard. It was their assumption over what was enough versus what was too much that caused them to hoard the manna in the wilderness that then rotted and created in them this anxiety that they wouldn't have food the next day. These people were scared and afraid, and it's completely understandable. But God provided for them. God provided that manna in the wilderness. Every morning, there was bread on the ground. Nobody went hungry. There was enough for everyone. And on the sixth day, there was enough for two helpings so that they could indeed rest on the Sabbath. They did not have to work for Pharaoh anymore. They did not have to be beaten. They did not have to be thrown in Pharaoh's jail. They were no longer slaves. They were free. They were God's people. The challenge before them was to learn to live like God's people. 
we get to grumbling and complaining when we feel out of control, just like the vineyard workers and the people in the desert. We get to grumbling and complaining when we think things are unfair, when they're not happening the way we want them to happen. And 2020 certainly has not gone the way any of us have planned. Not one single part of it is the way any of us planned. In the midst of all of our grumbling and complaining, we forget what we have, which is often far more than many others in our community. We have food on the table and a roof over our head. Most of us can afford to put gas in our car, and most of us have more than one car. We have family who loves us and calls us even when they can't come to see us in person. We have a church community that will rally around us. And we have people who are willing to listen and offer a helping hand when they can. We also have a God who is steadfast and faithful, who promises always to provide for us, who is generous to a fault with us. We have a God who is working things out in ways we cannot imagine or anticipate. We have a God who is with us every day of this pandemic, even when we feel completely isolated and alone. God is with us. We just get so caught up in our complaining that we forget to look for God in our midst. Maybe God is the face of a neighbor who helps us in our yard one afternoon. Maybe it's a phone call from a friend at church offering to pick up groceries. Maybe it's the person out in the parking lot on Wednesday night who's giving away some fresh produce. Maybe it's the nurse who's doing the COVID test that you need. We forget to look for the gentle mercy of God in our everyday struggle. We forget to be grateful. We forget that we are held onto by a God who will never let us go. <clears throat> what grumblers and complainers miss is an understanding of God's generosity and God's abundance. The story of the workers in the vineyard is not meant to be a business model for any of us to follow. Instead, it demonstrates the forgiving, generous nature of the God who has created us and wants to be in relationship with us. The people of Israel lost sight of the fact that it wasn't Moses who saved them from Pharaoh, it was God. The God who dragged them out of Egypt wasn't about to let them starve in the wilderness. They needed just a little less complaining and a little more trust. In God's kingdom, there is always enough, and everyone 
Each and every one of us always has what we need. All are precious in God's sight, whether we are the worker that started at the beginning of the day or the worker that was pulled off the street at the close of the workday. We all matter to God, and we are all benefactors of God's abundance, of God's generosity, of God's unconditional love and mercy. We don't have to worry about what is fair. We don't have to be jealous over what another one has or fret about what we do not have. Jesus loves us every single one of us. And rather than grumbling and complaining, we are invited to live into that quiet grace of God. We are invited to live as God's chosen people and to know that there will always be enough, more than enough. We will get out of this pandemic time someday. And it will look different on the other side. God will be with us then as God is with us now. So we are invited to stop grumbling and complaining and live into gratitude. Be thankful for what we do have, our health and strength and daily food, as the saying goes. May we learn to gladly receive what we have been given and know that it all comes as a gift from an incredibly generous God. May we let go of the fear and the misery the anxiety and the stress that we create and live into the abundance that God offers to all of us, all the children of the world. Amen. <laughs>